Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Unpacking the Toolbox is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. My son today got his cast off. Oh, yeah. How does he feel? Is he happy? Well, now he has to be in a brace. Oh, jeez. But, but we have a cast off party this afternoon. He's requested oh. two friends to be a Pokemon trading company. Were you ever into Pokemon? Hell no. Yeah, I still don't understand it. I still don't even understand what Pokemon is. <laughs> Who is Pikachu? Is he a cat? Is he a mouse? What is no, he? No, it's a bunny, I think. It's a bunny? You look I at have the no look. idea. I, I, I literally have no clue what's going on, but my son is so into it. And for the first time, okay, he's only, the cards he gets are shit-ass knockoffs that are like five <laughs> cents because I'm not yeah. spending money on this shit. Oh no. And some of these cards are like five hundred dollars. It's like what? collecting baseball card, like limited edition. You know, Pokemon's yeah. been around for thirty years or something. So when he got his cast off, I got him his first like oh. real. It was like sixteen dollars card. Oh. And Adam's big fear is that he's gonna like still be into this in like ten years and try to trade these knockoff piece of shit cards. <laughs> and they're gonna that be like, kid, in. this yeah, card is worth nothing. Like, we'll give you ten a, bucks. This is a fake like this is a fake you're a fake you're a phony your parents yes. are phonies yo the only time i loved pikachu is when when pikachu was a fucking happy meal box do you remember that <laughs> just a few months ago and all uh, listen i i don't love anything more than i love a good happy meal What's it makes the food taste meal? better well you could either have a hamburger or a cheeseburger and then it comes with <sighs> small fries apple <sighs> slices or yogurt um, and what do you choose and that's pretty much i always get the hamburger with the fries but yo, uh, for for a stint, for a little, for a period there, they the the Happy Meal boxes were an actual Pikachu, and you could fold the ears up and and it looked. Like, <laughs> that's the only time I was interested in Pikachu. That's the only time we were into it. It is so annoying, but he loves it so much, and he was very brave. And actually, surprisingly, have you ever had a broken bone? Uh, in my foot, yeah, I have. Uh huh. Oh, you have? Did you have to have a cast? Uh, no, you know, you know what in my hand too. Yeah. I had to have a, I had to have a cast. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I was a kid, I broke my leg. I remember them taking the cast off and it hurt so, so, so badly. And it was so scary. And I feel like the thing like touched my skin and it was like a saw. Now it's things have come so far from when, when we were kids, right? they have this like saw machine that takes off cast now in kids for in literally under one minute. 
it tickles their skin as it's doing it. I oh. don't know how that's possible, but it, and Albie was hysterical laughing. Are you serious? He's, yes, he's so ticklish, and he was hysterical <laughs> laughing and had the best time of his life. Like he wasn't scared. I thought he was going to be like, Jesus Christ, this is like a loud saw. Meanwhile, back in the day, we're like, please don't <sighs> cut my arm off when yeah, you're taking like, the cast nick off. My like skin, yeah. like I'm terrified. <laughs> um, it's not like that at all. It's come very far. Um, and so I've had a very active morning. I oh. hiked Fryman. Do you ever hike Ooh, Fryman? I have. Yeah, I like uh, hiking Fryman. I Fryman is a, is a is a trail up here in in uh, North Hollywood. Right? What are we in? Like, was that considered North Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's in a, it's in Studio City. Yeah. And it's a a um a trailhead, and it's like a three mile hike. It's like a mile and a half up and a mile and a mm-hmm. half down, and it's really beautiful. And it's very clear right now in Los Angeles because we've had rains, which means the smog has sort of moved out, and you can see that there's like snow capped mountains nearby, and it's really beautiful. And I love it because it I zen out. But today when I got there. I was following the whole time like 75 teenage girls. Oh, on Jesus a, Christ. Oh, it was awful. You got to let them go were, ahead. You should have pulled off, I, put off to the side and sat down for a second. I couldn't and let them, get ahead. Uh, I couldn't get behind. I couldn't figure out where I fit. And the whole fucking hike, I'm hearing like such annoying shit. And I just was like, fuck, is this my feet? Like, God damn it. Teenage <laughs> girls are the fucking worst. Like, it was so so annoying. Wait, they you didn't have all, music or anything? You didn't have music playing? I had playing music or, in my ear and it made yeah. no difference. It was like, like it was just so loud and so disturbing. And if I went too far, because they were all in clumps, like they're little clicks. It was like 75 girls all split up in clumps and clicks. So they were all around you. All around me. I was surrounded and I only had a certain amount of time. So really, if I had been smart, I would have just pulled over for like a long time and really you didn't, just let you them didn't have go. time. Yeah, but I still want to caught up. I'm a fast fucking hiker. You are? We got to go hiking one day together. I love hiking. I would love it. I yeah. do too. It's like yeah. my f- it's like the only the only form of working out that I actually enjoy. I do too. Yeah. Like I just enjoy it. I like look around. I like and think it's outdoors. thoughts. You're listening yeah. to Madonna. I yeah. listen to podcasts. I'm listening to Madonna Madonna on my i i iPod. Uh, <laughs> you know? you know? <laughs> Which they don't even make them anymore, right? I have to tell you, you are the only person on planet Earth that I know that still uses an iPod. (laughs) I love my iPod. Is she here? Oh, shit. We're already in it. We're already laughing because the greatest guest is here. The one and only Liza Weil. Hi, Liza. Hi. Yes, you did it. You crushed it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Scandal Rewatch Podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's so nice to be here, you guys. I'm so excited to dig in this with oh, you. Oh, man. Yes. We are unpacking the toolbox. We're talking about episode 104 called Enemy of the State, which originally aired on April 26th of 2012. And it was written by Richard E. Robbins, who I don't remember this writer, Katie. And it was directed by Michael Cattleman. <laughs> and I don't remember that director, Guillermo. It was <laughs> guest starring Liza Wilde, Amanda Tanner, Brendan Hines as Gideon Wallace, Bellamy Young as First Lady, Melly Grant, Dan Bukatinsky as James Novak, Joshua Molina as David Rosen. Matt Lesher as Billy Chambers, Jose Zuniga as General Benicio Flores, Damn. Valerie Cruz as Carolina Flores, Leland Orser as Sanders Black, and Kate McGregor-Stewart as Mary. 
And just to take you guys scandal pace through the synopsis like we do, when a dictator shows up at the OPA office pleading for help to find his missing wife and children, Olivia faces a moral dilemma on taking the case. Then when the truth comes out about the dictator's missing family, the entire team faces an even more difficult situation. Olivia and Cyrus navigate the Amanda Tanner case. Dun, dun, dun. And who better to have on the Scandal Rewatch podcast than the one and only Amanda fucking Tanner? Yes. Yo. <laughs> Liza, how did this part... Like, did you guest star on all the other great, like, all the other Shondaland shows? I mean, obviously, you <laughs> and Paul were husband, wife. You knew Shonda that way. How did you get Amanda Tanner? Okay, well, I mean, we're going to get, we're just going to get right into it. Yeah, right girl. into it. <laughs> I had done an episode of Private Practice, and I think I did an episode of Grey's Anatomy. I went in for Scandal and read for Quinn and Abby. What? I didn't know that. Oh, shit. I didn't know that either. Yeah. But the weird thing was, is that I read for Quinn and then they um, found you, which is like chef's kiss. Fucking uh, yes. A real <laughs> shit show. A real <laughs> shit show. <laughs> they had me come in right into a test for Abby and I like had a complete psychotic break in the audition room. It really stands as one of the worst audition experiences of my life. I was so freaked out. I was like, I don't know. I don't I don't know who this Abby Whelan person is. I don't feel like connected to it. And they kept insisting that I come right into a test. And I was like, Linda, can I just come to your office and like read this through to you? Like, I don't yeah. know right. what I'm doing. Yeah. And I left my body in the audition room and like <gasps> was watching myself. <laughs> and I started doing the anxiety thing when you're like narrating everything that's going through yep. your head yes. out loud. Yep. I know. So... Um, real gnarly, real, real bad. Were you, were you crying? Were you hyperventilating? Was your heart racing? I remember like turning away from them and like facing a corner of the audition room and just sort of like touching the wall, <laughs> like trying to like bring my, bring myself back to some. To ground yourself. Ground. Yeah. 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 So it was really humiliating and embarrassing. They oh. were so lovely. However, I think that they saw a little bit of like a interesting unhinged. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> yes. Person. You're perfect for oh, wow. oh, my God. Which is like, you know, I mean, it's one of the sort of all time great like switcheroos of, of it working yes. out in like a really bizarre, beautiful way that they could see past uh, what I considered like a huge sort of weakness and failure. And it was just like, no, just channel that into this other thing here. Here you go. A lot of actors um, I know, like literally take beta blockers. Like, Oh, I know I'm, a lot I'm of actors have to that have to them. take, like they actually take like <clears throat> beta blocker, which is far less than like um, a lorazepam or an Ativan or something. Because yeah, right. they just need to the mellow part. out because yeah. they're going to have a full-blown oh, anxiety yeah. this attack. This is our lives as actors. Oh. Like, that shit happens. For me, how it manifests for me is my hands shake. Uh -huh. And I'll be holding sides. So now I, I got a tip from another actor, Gary Perez, my, my buddy. And he was like, just bring a heavy, heavy book and hold the sides on top of that book. And it oh, sort of gives weight so to your good. hand. Because I, sometimes I get so nervous that my hands are shaking. And then all oh, I'm thinking of Oh, they're looking at my shaking hands yeah, and my shaking baby. You know? oh. I've had and that my too. mouth goes dry, dry. Yeah. and like a fucking tongue rock. Oh, yeah. God, <laughs> it's horrible. And by the way, like that's happened to me before on like like a live talk show. And then some days you feel amazing, like a fucking mm -hmm. king and a queen right in the room. And you're like, 
the most confident and chill. Yeah. But you just and never chasing it. And yeah. then you got it. That's I think why we keep doing it is to like chase that that gray zone, right? Like mm-hmm. and it's so rare. Oh, <laughs> so trippy. <laughs> Well, without, yeah, I also am a firm believer that, yeah, without Amanda Tanner, like I needed to do Amanda Tanner, but I could have never done Bonnie Winterbottom without being Amanda first, I think. It definitely like opened a door to like the dark weirdness that, (laughs) so I was like, this is my comeback story, guys. All right. Like I am going to, I got to crush this. And I, and it felt really good, but mostly I think because I was like, I didn't get weird and have a meltdown. This is a triumph. I did it. When you booked Amanda Tanner, did you know that she was going to die? Did you know no, the storyline? Did you know what it could be? How many episodes? Did you know any of that? Um, I don't think I knew any of it. I think I gradually heard that it was going to turn into like a little bit of an arc and be like five or six episodes, but I didn't know anything. I mean, and you guys, cause I'm so curious about your experience going back and watching this as well, but I'm realizing now that it was such a primer for me in terms of, uh, sort of the, the Shondaland staple of really like going for a fucking ride because you don't know anything. You don't know anything as actors. You didn't know the Quinn background. You didn't know the background of, of any of these. No. Yeah. So it just, it really is like a car pulling up in front of your house being like, come on, <laughs> get in. You're like, where are we going? And they're like, it doesn't matter. Just yeah, get in you the car. Trust it. Yeah. You trust it. Completely. Uh, yeah. For some actors, it's like wildly unsettling and they don't like it. And they're sort of used to like sitting down with the showrunner at the beginning of a season and hearing what their whole yeah. character's arc is going to be and what the writer's room has planned for them. And, all of that in Shonda universe, which tell me if it was, was it the same for how to get with for murder too? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you were not told a sh- oh, fucking really? yeah. thing. We show up at yeah. the table read. You're not, you don't yeah. ask questions. You don't know where your mm-hmm. character's going. I think it's because they don't know really where your character's yeah, going. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're kind of waiting to see what you do and what develops and like build off of that. That's so trippy. What I, I found complete freedom in it. Yeah, it becomes, I think, can very liberating. There is like a, you know, a wonky like adjustments period because I think you also just like you're you're up against so many other things. It's really hard to be good on TV, you know, like on fast paced, like yeah. you're just up against so much. But there is a there is a um a liberation, I think, once you're like, I don't know what's gonna happen to me tomorrow in life. I don't know what you know, like yeah. so it I think it can be really fun and, and beautiful, but it's scary. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> I like the part of TV too of uh, doing a episodic like like scandal or murder that you you know, you don't have time to, to stress out or get too nervous about something because the the shooting pace is so freaking fast and just going, going, going. Yeah. You don't have time to to be like, I'm going to stress and, and overthink this monologue. You don't have time for that shit. You just got to go, go, go and keep doing it. And I guess that's, that's kind of a good thing because, you know, with my crazy brain, my anxious brain. Yeah. Was Amanda Tanner your like big job after Gilmore? I mean, I know you worked a ton, but like, was it your first like- Did you say Gilmore Girls? Wait a minute. Guillermo loves Gilmore. <laughs> uh. 
Guillermo <laughs> fucking loves Gilmore Girls. When we had Shonda Ow. on the podcast for episode one, he was like, Shonda, you watch Gilmore Girls? And Shonda was like, no. And Guillermo like, almost died. I was like, <laughs> I almost I almost turned off my camera and like left the podcast. Now, <laughs> no, because, because Liza, because she cast you, she cast... um. The lovely actress who p- played Lane on Gilmore Girls. Keiko, and then, yeah. Yes. And then, of course, um, Hollis Doyle, who was Greg Henry, also on Gilmore Girls. Yes, Like, yes. all these, like, wonderful people that were on Gilmore Girls. And, oh, man. I always assumed that she did watch it, but I, that, that's news to me that she did she it. She never saw it, which is so crazy, because when I go back and I think about, like, the fast-paced talking shows, it's, like, West Wing, Gilmore Girls, Scandal. Like, there's not so many shows where, like, the, the secret saw one of them in the recipe is speaking as fast as humanly fucking possible. Yes, 100%. I mean, I Gilmore Girls ended, I got married, and then I was having like a really hard time going back into audition rooms. I feel like the whole time I was on Gilmore Girls, I wasn't really getting out for other things. So like the audition muscle was like, I had no idea. Like, and again, to just a lot of panic attacks and yes. a lot of anxiety just a lot of straight up anxiety because it's yeah horrible. so i didn't work for for like three years i think after gilmore girls and then oh wow um i had my daughter so yeah amanda tanner was like the first job back after having a baby and sort of all of it and i was freaked out i was really really nervous because you guys were mm. you know you got you guys were coming to play Oh my god, we were not. You were. I want to. I want. We wanted to talk about this episode, but literally, I will never forget that scene in the pilot, in the pilot? with oh, you on the bench and the dog and Carrie Washington and her having that monologue about you better get out of town and here's all the things she's going to do to you if you don't. And where'd you get that dog? And you just have to literally sob. For like ever. Just take it, yeah. I mean, do you remember that day and how the generous thing that Carrie did no, of like tell, going I kind of remember, but please tell okay. us because it's yeah. so. Okay. It was, you know, it was there was a big build up for that scene, and like it was a long process. And I was like, I I think I had kind of blown my wad. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah. Um, and she did not, by the way, on was, this podcast, you know, we say we called for tear stick, which I did all the time. Liza never did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think my, mo- my I, I, but honestly, it was again, like the motivate, like the motivation for crying was out of like, I am going to like whiff this, like I, this is, I'm going to fail publicly. So <laughs> it was all just like, you know, you better fucking do this. Um, but then I remember having to break for lunch in the, oh, before God they saw my coverage. And I no. was like, no, 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 please, let me, please not, <laughs> let's not break for lunch. And then just like sitting in the honey wagon, like rocking back and forth, like trying to. Starving, starving. Cause you know, you're not going to eat. Yeah. But <laughs> Carrie did like the thing for my coverage where she just, it just wasn't there. And she went off script and sort of like added some, personal stuff that would sort of get a response out of me. She knew that, you know, we were starting to try to like find childcare for our daughter and it was so stressful. And it was like, I was leaving her alone for the first time. And she put, she kind of like sprinkled, sprinkled those little in. Nuggets, wow. nuggets into the, hell yeah. And, um, and it just saved my ass, man. And I was so grateful for her, to her for 
that uh Well, gesture. it fucking plays, man, because that scene, I'm convinced. Ugh. Like, that scene is probably why we even, like, got to pick up for yes. the second season. Oh, yeah. stop it. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those iconic fucking scenes where we know who Olivia Pope really is. We know, like, what length she's willing to go for her for her love for the president. Um, we see that she doesn't give a fuck that this girl is just, like, a regular girl who is in the fucking wrong place at the wrong time. Although, we kind of learned that that's not who Amanda Tanner really yeah. is. And that scene, they use that they use that scene in a lot of promos too. Like that's the scene that when the show first started, sort of being publicized, right? Yeah, it's iconic, yeah, yeah. and you were phenomenal. And however oh, you so got good. there, like I just remember it was forever. That scene was first of all outside, yeah. which is impossible. Yeah. They can't like really control lots of things that needed to be controlled. Mm-hmm. He did shoot it like wides and masters and carries coverage eight billion times for yeah. hours before Ugh. we turned it around on Liza. So by the time we turned it around on Liza, she's like, I can't hear this. Like when I hear this, it doesn't have any effect on me anymore. I've heard it one fucking thousand times. Yeah. And Ugh. so for Carrie, yeah, she would, she used to do that to me too. I don't know if she ever did that to you, Guillermo too, but sometimes she'd just save your ass and she would be like, sprinkle in just a little something yeah, that would make it like, feel different, up. sound different, wake up, like, let me have she an effect didn't. on she you. Didn't, she didn't give me shit. <laughs> that girl, she barely remembered her lines when they were doing my coverage. <laughs> I'm kidding. She, she, she's great. <laughs> now, in this episode, we have so many firsts. It's insane. Like, yes, we have so many firsts. First, we have, like, Kerry Washington speaking Spanish, which she knows how to speak Spanish, right, Guillermo? Because the case of the week is this, yeah. this dictator from... Uh, Benicio from? Flores. Yeah, Benicio Flores. I don't remember where he's from, but like he comes in and needs help because his children are and wife are missing and Olivia speaks... How, why does Olivia... I mean, excuse me, why does Kerry Washington know how to speak Spanish fluently? Because she knows how to do he, everything fluently. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. She's really smart, right? And she knows probably all the things. <laughs> yeah. We have Amanda wants to revisit the five minute, like all you want, like all you want for your end game. Olivia Pope is saying to you like, okay, great. Like, what do you want? And you're like, I want, oh, the God, you fucking kill. You want fucking five minutes with the president. Five minutes with the president. Yeah. Oh, that scene is so good. And is this where you say, I want them all to burn for this? Yes. Yes, yes. it is. Yes, it oh, is. God, <laughs> kill that. That would be so hard to do for so many people and do oh, it Oh, well. you guys are really nice, man. I mean. Because <laughs> I think it could be kind of melodramatic. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back, guys. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing 
amazing at all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Did you rewatch this episode, Liza? And it's okay if you didn't. We, we, I did. No, I 100% did. Was it nice being sort of separated, like having the time from, you know, because I, I always talk about how we were yeah. so close to, to the material and the show when we were shooting it. So it was hard to be really be like, oh, this is a great show because I would remember stupid shit I didn't like that I did or whatever. But now having that time, I'm like, it's such a great show. It's such a great show. I mean, I start, I, I like burned through like six episodes. Like I couldn't stop watching oh, it. Like yeah. I, I, I had the intention of just watching until episode four. And then now I'm like fully in it again. It's, and it's just, it's such a, it's such a delight. Yeah. Mm. Did, how did you prepare for scenes like, like the burn for this? Were you working with anybody at the time or were you just like, I like how, what was your like prep? Yeah, I was not working with anybody at the time. I mean, I think I was just doing probably some like not great, unhealthy prep of just <laughs> nice, like, nice, sure, 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 some, sure. like just self hatred and. <laughs> yeah. um, um, but again, I think so much of um, of my fuel was just a, a real like authentic fear of not doing well like this and it was such a um exciting set to be on i mean you guys were just so it was just so lively and like there was such a potent palpable feeling of like joy and commitment and enthusiasm that was so special to to be around um it was just it felt very um just charged with all the things that you really want to be around as, as an actor. So I just remember how exciting it felt. I was lucky for, in this episode that Michael Cattleman, who directed this episode. Tell mm-hmm. us who that is. <laughs> okay, well, he's he's been around forever, but he oh, was a, a very beloved supervising director on Gilmore Girls for no! a couple of seasons. And we loved him. Like he was. Oh, what a gift for you. Um, that show was hard. Like we, it was, you know, as you were saying, very dialogue uh, heavy, and we were shooting crazy, crazy hours on that show. Um, but Michael came in and just he was like the whisperer, you know, to everybody, just very soothing, calming, and like just made it feel good there. So I'm so glad that he was your person during this episode because you just have a lot of heavy lifting in this episode. Like, well, and you get fucking kid. We got to get there. We got to get there. Yeah. The kidnapping. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, I remember, Katie, like I loved all of Amanda and Quinn's stuff so much because it just felt like when I got to be in a scene with you that I was just being bathed in like warmth and kindness because Carrie as Olivia really was pretty harsh with Amanda and she would just look at me like a fucking piece of shit <laughs> like and like so much judgment yeah well she thinks you're pregnant with her fucking love's yeah, boyfriend with her boyfriend's baby. baby what am i saying <laughs> 
it's so so complicated for her yeah, yeah. i mean it is a yeah. really um intense thing for her to take on it is webby as fuck you know yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but, but Quinn and Quinn and Amanda were just like, I'm just like, I just want you to be okay. Yeah, this, like this doesn't have to be your story. Yeah, come be a client. I come be a client, and like I'm trying to do a good job. And I felt, I feel like Quinn feels so bad for her. Like I just think she relates to her in a way too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's empathy there. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Also, let's take it back to like, this is the hook, man. This storyline, Amanda Tanner sleeping with the president. I mean, that is literally ripped from Judy Smith, who Olivia Pope is based on representing Monica Lewinsky. Yes, yes. Right. That's a lot of pressure. I mean, your (laughs) your case and your person is very loosely inspired by probably the most famous political presidential scandal in the history of time other than Nixon and like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was also a thing where, you know, the writers were sort of like, we don't really know if she did sleep with him, you know, like, mm-hmm. we're not sure. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And like having to be like, okay, well, I think I just have to play that I did. But I think it also, I mean, to get kind of raw about it, it was bringing up like a lot of interesting things for me because I was like, I did just have a baby. It was like really mm. a little sensitive about being kind of on TV and being looked at. And also then adding that element of like, is anybody going to believe that he slept with me? Like, are like, you kidding? Like, yes. I don't know, man. You've, I, you're gorgeous. We're our worst enemies ourselves. Uh, <laughs> we are. Yeah. You are gorgeous every day of your life. Like in any any version of you Bru- brunette blonde short hair long hair post baby unbelievable that's not why i'm bringing yeah. it up i didn't mean it to be a whole i know but <laughs> honey, we got it. we're gonna be the ones to tell you and then we and also you're doing some mad sketchy shit it's not in this episode but in previous episodes you're like on the phone and you're like i have to tell her i can't like lie anymore I had no idea who i was calling by the way who you're talking, you don't know you're talking to Billy Chambers. You don't know you're actually pregnant with Billy Chambers, baby. No, I have none of that information, but it was such a great, like, and going back, I have to say, like, I was like, oh, I wish I made a little bit more of a choice there <laughs> because it was a pretty general. We all felt like that. I keep going back and I'm like, God, why was I playing that? And then I'm like, oh, because I didn't know. You didn't know, but it I worked. Was. It worked. Yeah, you just have to embrace like the general, like I'll just do something general. Yeah. I remember distinctly one day on set, not in this episode, on an earlier episode, I want to say maybe even the pilot. Yeah, I think it was the pilot. The scenes where you are in bed after you've slit your wrist. Oh, yeah. And you brought Josephine to set. Oh. And she met Shonda. (laughs) Oh, no way. And and it was so stressed. Like I was like, as a like as a person who wanted to be a mom, I just remember like looking at you and being like, "Oh my god!" Like she's married to an actor and and she is bringing her child to set and she's working and you're doing an amazing job. Like I just remember being like, "Holy shit!" Like I hadn't I hadn't seen that before because I'd only guest starred on procedurals where men were the leads. I really hadn't seen any people bring babies on set it was the first time I I mean Shonda like 
was very like she's obsessed with babies. Obviously, I mean, people don't know this. Sean is obsessed with babies um, from Grey's and Private and all that. And she just was so like welcoming and happy that you brought her to set. And I just remember being like, oh, my God, like, yeah, she was lovely about that. Okay, a few other firsts and orders of business that I need to touch upon is this is the first time we see Olivia drink the biggest fucking glass of red wine in the history of fucking television, which became a staple. (laughs) Yeah. It really does make you want to have wine immediately. The way she drinks it, you're just like, ah. So she does this huge wine thing, which became such a staple, like such a joke. Like I remember seeing so many sketches, I think even on SNL or some shit that just had like some Olivia Pope thing with a a glass (laughs) that was like the size of a room. We meet James, played by Dan Bukatinsky, and we learn that Cyrus is gay. Yeah, oh, that's in this fucking episode. Oh my god! Like, wow, that is huge. I mean, Jeff Perry will when we have him on. Like, he didn't know Cyrus was gay. I remember talking to him about it. Yeah, he had no clue. And I mean, we have to have Dan Bukatinsky on, who plays James Novak. Yeah. His oh, performance brilliant. is absolutely legendary, and it starts in this episode. We also this Sanders. Black, played by Leland Orser. Oh my yes. God, he's amazing. Gets hired by the White House. So good. And we learn for the first time some of the like stray dogs in OPA, their backstory. For example, that Huck's a killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We learn that Abby was beaten, which we didn't know before. We've re- we learn that Quinn Perkins didn't exist until 2008, <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> And we learned that Harrison Wright was like a car salesman, kind of, you know, slimy dude turned lawyer, right? Yeah. And we got caught up in some money, like. Yeah, some money laundering type bad shit. And that Steven, Steven was an attorney as well who had a breakdown. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Doing a case and Olivia brought him sort of took him under her wing yeah oh right he had the breakdown yeah and then i have my next note is jeff gives the best monologue ever whoa well he says you know you've got amanda tanner's pregnant and and the president is like well what happens now and he takes him through the trajectory of like what is his downfall and ultimately like you know his demise and like how he's just his life is just completely ruined and he's going to shoot himself with that gun that his dad gave him, blow the back of his skull out. Yeah. Oh, oh so good. Oh, my God. Nobody can do what Jeff Perry does. It is no. like I watch him with such uh, wonder. There should be an entire podcast just devoted to how he like how he brings <laughs> stuff off the page. It is just um, astounding what. And then. Yeah. He has this little giggle at the end as he's walking out the door. Do you remember that, Liza? Yes. The, the, and he's like, ah, no, but write your speech. Like, that matters. That's important. Brilliant. <laughs> Just that little <laughs> moment is like, oh, it's so amazing. He's so good. And then we're prepping Amanda Tanner for Diane Sawyer, and it seems like she may not want to. Yeah, because that paternity suit's going to be a little bit of an a issue, maybe. A little bit of a bitch. <laughs> when we do that yeah. and we realize that she's not pregnant with uh, the president's husband. I mean, the president's baby. And this, for the next first, 
is that we've got the the words Abby throws papers at her when I wanted to leave Charles and she has the most beautiful scene. Oh, when I wanted mm-hmm. to leave Charles, yeah. When uh. I wanted to leave Charles. Abby and Olivia have been at odds for a while because Abby thinks Olivia keeps fucking up. She's Her gut is not in the right place. She's taking on the wrong cases. She's she's misstepping right and left. Yeah. And yeah. for the first time, Abby says the phrase over a cliff. Yes. Which like, are you joking? Like- who comes up with this shit? I know. Also, Katie, I don't know if you if you noticed, this is the first time that we hear um, Abby mentions um, Olivia taking a tire iron to her ex-husband's kneecap. Yes. And it's the first time, like I heard it for the first time when I watched it on this rewatch and I was like, oh shit, like Olivia got violent on this dude because he, he you know, he, he hit... Um, her friend, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's that's cool. That's interesting Super information." Foreshadowing, of yeah, like when she yeah, yeah, kills, yeah. What's his name with the chair? Oh wow! <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Which is like seasons later. Um, I cry so hard in this episode because of the fucking. Don't ever show me an episode of television anywhere, anytime where a baby's being ripped away from its mother while oh. the baby's fucking crying. That baby's performance is amazing. By the so way, good, I'm like, right? I'm gonna die. I can't <laughs> Who is watch that baby? this. This baby is unbelievable. Oh. I don't know whether the baby's really crying or they added it in post, but it is absolutely. No, it looks she's like crying. Really it looks crying. like she's crying. You, it, it's on yeah. the baby's face. And oh, it's, yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. really intense. It is heart-wrenching. I mean, yes. it is absolutely heart-wrenching that the dickhead dictator who's abusive and a piece of shit like sh- the wife wants to save her family and leave him because he's not the man she married. And he's yes. like, yeah, fine, you can leave me, but I'm going to take all the children. Ugh. And sh- they have to like hand mm-hmm. over the sobbing baby and the, the older son. And it is just Ugh. absolutely heartbreaking. And those those guest stars, can I just say really quickly, Jose. Oh, my Z- God. Yes. Jose Zuniga, who plays Henera Benicio Flores. Oh. He's been in a like over 140 like films and TV shows. Like he's in everything. Yeah. And speaking of first, me and him did my first movie ever, Fresh, where I got my SAG card, a movie with Sam Jackson and and Boucher Wright. Um, Jose was in that film with me. So we did he was in, you know, my first first no movie ever. Way. Oh, wow. Gee. Oh. oh, I love that. Anyway, he's he's a wonderful actor. And then and then um Valerie Cruz, who plays Carolina Flores, she's amazing. And she was on Off the Map. Do you remember that, That's Katie? Right. Oh, wow. Yes. The map. Yes. I knew she looked familiar to me. Oh my God, that's Which, crazy. Was that that was a Shondaland show, right? That was a Doctors Without Borders, like Grey's Anatomy mm. sort of spinoff that lasted for one season, and it was yeah, sort of it's my, the only my, show that did not become a huge sensation. <laughs> wow. And I tested sort of for like all three female oh. doctors and didn't get them, oh. and it was the year before Scandal. And thank God, because I wasn't supposed to be fucking doing that <laughs> and our our, our make, makeup artist our amazing makeup artist denise worked on on off the map and i remember her and valerie always just chatting and connecting and, and reminiscing about shooting that show i think they shot it in hawaii or something yeah. right Oahu. yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 i have a question gideon watches the tape in this episode where the president's like whispering in your ear do you remember yeah. shooting that i do remember shooting what it what the fuck was he saying I think he was just leaning in and he didn't say anything, but <laughs> I think, and that was, I remember it was a, there was a lot of discussion, I think about like how they wanted it to look. And it was, so I don't, I don't re- recall him. I mean, I think he was probably just joking around when we did it and just, you know. At the end of the episode, when you get 
like uh, Amanda Tanner gets kidnapped. Oh, it's, so it's amazing. It's eerie. It's fucking terrifying. Did you was it George Newburn doing it to you? Or was it like a just a stand-in? No, I think it was a stunt person. Oh, it was a st- so you didn't know at the time when you were shooting it that it was Charlie? I didn't. Nope. Didn't know any of that. <laughs> nope. Yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> didn't know shit. The, the, yeah, the needle in the foot, you know. I think I remember reading that episode and being like, oh, I think this is my last episode. Because the the, oh, <laughs> the, needle, the needle in the toe, I was like, this is it. You but don't your come back from that. Fo- your, your foot acting was on point. <laughs> Like, no pun intended to ballerinas. Yo, that yeah. shit was on point. Well the way done. your foot just like, like trying to oh, pull away no. from that needle. Oh, it was so good. It's such a great scene. So funny watching it is that I realized that I couldn't, I wasn't keeping my eyes open. Like, I, my my instinct was to, like, just be mm. squinting. Oh, wow. And I so wished with rewatching it. I'm like, open your eyes, dummy. <laughs> Open your see, eyes. Like, see who's doing it. Like, see, see yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't. And I, so that's, I wish I did that differently as well. But <laughs> I think. I didn't even think of that. I, I didn't even think, think about, about it, it. Yeah, it's just I just, so all good. I see is that you're fucking terrified and like. Yeah. yeah. But that's so fucked up. When I'm watching it, I don't even think I realized. I don't know if, tell me if I'm completely wrong. Do you think everybody was like, oh, this is when she's dead? I just assumed that he put something in you to make you fall asleep, not something that kills you. Yeah, I guess I, I yeah, I probably just went to the worst case scenario for myself as an of actor. Course, of like, as we do, yeah. My- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, gee, did you think this, like that Amanda Tanner is dead or were you like, she's going to be put out and we're not done with her yet? Exactly. Yeah. I didn't think, she, I didn't think they were going to kill her off. Me either. Yeah. I, at least at that point. I think Shonda brought me in and told me that she is going to die, but that there was going to be like some flashback stuff. And then. Wait, we need to talk about that while we have you, though. I'll remember that day like nobody like we were in Long Beach, I think. And then she told me that they're going to pull my body out of the river. And I was like, can I please do that? Oh, man. Ugh, I have no idea what disgusting thing happens, but you were pulled up on this this vest cooked, rig. this rig yeah. and, and just dangling. Was it freezing cold? They put, I mean, they really geared me up. I mean, I think I had like layers of, of wetsuits on under my clothes and everything. And they painted you blue. They like painted you. Your makeup was like obviously someone who'd been dropped in the Potomac. There was a lot of discussion about like, keep your mouth closed like, make sure, like, this water is probably not great. Oh, my <laughs> oh, God. That's disgusting. So they dunked your ass in. They dunked you in, pulled you out for the scene. Oh, well, they there was a thing. that They did have a stunt person because I guess you're not allowed to be, like, I couldn't be underwater and pulled up. So they, so they, yeah. So they did the stunt person for that. But then they did let me just, like. When it was, like, the close-up on your face and really knowing who it was. That yeah, was you. I got to do that. And it was so fun. Like, I was, like, so excited to do that. That was just some next level, like, I cannot believe I get to be doing yeah. this. This is so cool. That's so fun. Like, river death moment? Yeah. Get, yes, please. <laughs> yes. un believable And also so effective for us because, you know, we have so many episodes after you die where we're talking you know it's so crazy that you're not there because you're so a lot you know it's like those plays where like you never meet the dad but the picture's on the wall and they talk about dad so much or whatever Mm -hmm. but like it felt like that like you were so i mean you were the engine and the fire of the whole first season yeah 
Yeah. And if people didn't really care and feel for you, it, it would never have worked. And that's just like such a testament to everything you did. Wow. Um, Thanks, guys. We will be back with more after the break. Summon your anticipation for an all new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. If this was 2012, right? This aired on April 26th of 2012. Do you remember when you first shot Murder? 2014. So um, it was two years. Yeah, yeah. two years. That's, yeah. that's wild. Oh, wow. My God. I remember being at the one of the um, evening before parties, those Emmy parties, as a scandal casting. We were already on season, I don't know what season we were on, two or three maybe, right? Before Murder started. And then all of a sudden, How to Get Away with Murder was a hot show. Huge show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you have scenes again with Carrie when she crossed over to How to Get Away with Murder? Because we did. Oh, that's right. No, they had to do a really weird thing with me because um, they couldn't have... Amanda Tanner and Bonnie Winterbottom exist in the same universe. Oh my oh, god! Shit. Oh my god! That's, that's right. Insane. Did someone tell you that? No, I mean, I think that it occurred to them in the room when they were trying to break that crossover of like she's gonna like I was kind of problematic. <laughs> I didn't think about that either because you also look so yeah. different between the two roles. I mean, I, I mean, you're also you're a chameleon I, of an actor, but like you look wildly different. I mean, you have sh a short blonde bob, and you're in these suits and like really powerful and just such. I mean, I, honestly, I don't even know if I didn't know you that it, you were the same person that you would connect that. Yeah, which is which is great. I, I wish I got to be a part of those scenes, but yeah, they just didn't. They just didn't bring Bonnie into that story. Holy shit. Yeah. I never even thought about that. I know. Wow. That would have flipped fans out. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, Liza, were, were you ever on How to Get Away with Murder? Did you ever have days where you were like, I don't know what the fuck is happening in the story? Yeah. Like what? What? And then just do do it? Because me and Katie talked about that. There'd be days where I'm, I'd be like, Katie, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is happening in the storyline. I really don't. I'm so lost. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just going to act the shit out of it or try. Like, I, I don't know what's happening. And I we were on the show. And I know how to get it with watching how to get it with murder. Sometimes I'd be like, I'd have to rewatch and re because I was like, wait, what? I know. Same. What? what? Same. Yeah. Because we were braiding time in such a weird way, too, on that show. Well, they were like going back and forth and jumping back yeah. in time and the night of the thing. And then da, 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 da. I'm like, I don't know where we are. Yeah. I mean, it, yes, we were constantly doing that. And it was also like our, you know, <laughs> like the night X stuff, like we would shoot the murder night stuff 
um, that, that, you know, that comes together at the end of the season, but they hadn't even yeah. figured it out. Like they didn't know the trajectory oh, of wow. murder night. So we we're shooting it in like piecemeal little sections oh, as well. No. And they never, they never wanted to break that story fully. So everybody was just completely in the dark. Like they would be like, you know, like season five, they're like, we're going to have you um, smothering somebody in the snow. We don't know who that person <laughs> is or why you're doing this. So if you could just do that. Oh, my God. If you could just do that with like a neutral expression on your face, um, you know, wow. it would be like, run out of the house like you just killed somebody. Now run out of the house like you didn't kill somebody, but you still, there's still an urgency to your running. Like, we like it's just like. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, we had the whole season of like who's under the sheet. Like, we, you know, we were told like one of you is going to die. We don't know who it is. I mean, scandal became a show sort of like that. I remember I was actually just going to ask you this question, like scandal when we, when James died. Oh yeah. You know, we, we, we we were very, very quickly shaken to realize like, oh yeah, people can die on this show. Like, Mm -hmm. like Columbus shorts character died. Like James died. And I remember being like, oh shit, none of us are safe, (laughs) (laughs) but how do you survive it? I mean, it's too much, you know, when you're on such serious shows, it's like you gotta like let some of that air out. <laughs> we also make farting sounds all the time. Oh my god, Liza, that's what we do. Like right before shooting on Scandal, we we would do that all the time. The most serious, of like scenes, nonstop rolling speed <laughs> action, and then we'd go. It's levity, man. You gotta have the levity. I know. I can't. I I wish we could like all go back. And we're going to make the scandal musical comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, I know. I mean, do you guys think that there will be like a a reboot thing? Like, or like, I don't, I think like, has always been like, no, it doesn't in the cards. But I, whenever I, whenever we've like said it in passing, like Carrie or anyone, I know that the whole cast would do anything just because we really loved working together. And we, you know, I think that's the hardest part. I think so much about Scandal being over is more, I mean, yes, we loved the material and the ride, but the the greatest is like, oh, I'm never going to be at five o'clock in the morning on a Monday morning in a makeup trailer yeah. with Guillermo Diaz and Carrie Washington yeah. and Darby Stanfield, yeah. like just shooting the shit. It's like that only exists in the time that we had, you yeah, know? Yeah, I know. That's the stuff, man. It's, it's oh, magic. It's the stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all, let's get into our favorite tweets of the time. I said tweets of the time, y'all. We read some of the tweets of the time. Were you on Twitter during this time? I wasn't yet. I was we were I was mandated to get Twitter and Instagram when murder started. And so I but I wasn't fully doing it. I remember watching you guys do that. Well, I guess you guys didn't start the live tweeting phenomenon until season two, right? That was like the big shit. Pilot. Oh, okay. It was the pilot. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. We started tweeting from the, from the beginning, but it took off later. Yeah. Yeah. It took off second season, but the first season we started it, but some of the tweets from April 27th of 2012, this is like going back into our, um, our, uh, time capsule, Liza is, um, at end the fact it said, Whoever this Amanda Turner is has balls of steel. Lying like that? Hashtag scandal. 
Nice job, Amanda Turner. <laughs> they would they would mess up our names all the time. I get called Hawk. Oh, my family would be like, I love Puck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got Puck or Hawk. Love that Hawk. I'm like, yo, you're all Um this stay at home stay at home daughter at Fuddlecuddle says, me while watching scandal. Bitch, you know they can kill you, right? <laughs> Take the fucking money. <laughs> Seriously. Which is not wrong. Where's the lie? Where's the lie in that statement? Yep. Nowhere. It was $10 million. Amanda Turner said no to $10 million. Wow. Is that what it was? Five million. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was $10 million I thought they were offering her, right? that meeting, man. Yeah. God, she you must have really meeting. loved that Billy Chambers. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, she yeah. really loved that Billy Chambers. At Lex Boogie One on April 27, 2012, says, I just finished doing that. I don't know what that's in replies to. LOL. Retweet. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Guys, I'm just like remembering how to read Twitter. <laughs> At I know, me Jewels, too. I need to watch Cyrus read the president for blood one more time on Scandal. Hashtag DVR. Who's this? At Rolake says the blondie and newbie on Scandal are kind of off. I know. I was trying to figure out who they were talking about. Who is that? That's you two. Oh, oh that's, that's us. us. That's you two, boneheads. No. Amanda Tanner wasn't blonde. She was kind of dirty blonde. Oh, was she? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> oh, my God. They're talking about us? Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, like, it's so hurtful. A. No, it's fine. Please. That is nothing compared to the shit I got for the next seven years. It's a very strange uh, thing, the Twitter. It's a... It's a blessing and a curse, man. I don't know. The key is not responding to yeah. to that bullshit, yeah. not feeding into yeah. that. Like yeah, yeah. I did in the beginning a little bit, and then I was just like, I can't do that. I just would mute people. For me, it would be like a hundred <laughs> compliments, but the one thing that someone said that was unkind oh, would be the thing yeah, I would think dagger. about. And my husband would be like, Katie, there's literally like. 99 people telling you that you're pretty or you did a good job or something. And the one person who said I ha was had a fat ass or, you know, that I was stupid or somebody fucking kill Quinn Perkins or something would be the <laughs> thing that would like eat That's at what you. you would harp on. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, it was su such a lesson. But also, I'm so grateful for it because, my God, I have a thick skin now. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even fucking care. Same. Like, I'm just like. Think what you want. Like when you get put through that, you're just yeah. like you're the callous. The only way I'm going to survive this is to just yeah. You just you just build up immunity to it. You're just like yeah. I can't care. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um, Liza Vial, you are. Vial. So wait, Liza tell Vial. us what you're up to now, and then we'll let you go. We yes. can catch you on the cleaning lady. You can catch me on the cleaning lady. Yes, you can watch it on Hulu, and I believe that the first season is on HBO Max. But yeah, I've had a really lovely time um, recurring on that show. Really, really nice. I've heard it's amazing. It's a really fun show. And again, like I get to do some really fucking cool shit on that show, man. Like, I'm, What are you playing? What are you playing now? God, you're such a chameleon. Assistant special agent in charge, Catherine Russo, who is um, FBI. And I play sort of this, the, the boss supervisor to Oliver Hudson. Um, who is, yes, a little bit of a uh, loose cannon, rogue, rogue agent, 
Uh, <laughs> this is very cool. Um, I'm very into this. Yeah, it's I a cool it. show, but I get to, um, I got to like fucking jump out of a helicopter with like SWAT gear on. And get out. I get to do cool um, action y stuff a little bit. Um, Yo, and Liza's fucking strong as hell. I used to take Pilates <laughs> private doubles with her. We had the same Pilates teacher, Juliet Casca, who's so. She's the best. I, I can yeah. do one move, she asked me right now. Not a single. <laughs> fucking one it took me months katie like like i think maybe even a full two babies i have lost everything i ever knew or was <laughs> when i i mean i started working with her like six months after i had josephine and i had zero body awareness or like i couldn't feel any kind of muscle oh, stuff yeah. an ab Ugh, good luck i know um but i used to do doubles with liza when i was in great shape and liza's a beast you are so <laughs> strong you are so fit and anyone who's anyone should go and watch the cleaning lady and watch liza jump out of helicopters and kick some fucking yeah ass. thank you all so much for listening to the scandal rewatch podcast unpacking the toolbox and thank you liza thank you so so much liza for hanging out with us Oh, thank you, guys. It's lovely talking to you. I could talk to you all day long. This is so fun. Oh, my God. I well, know. let's get drinks and let's do that. Oh, yeah. like, I want to hang out, Liza. I miss you terribly. Thank you for coming on. Next week, we are on episode 105 called Crash and Burn. That's a really good episode, the next one, too. Oh, yeah. It was a huge plane crash. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You guys got to come back and check it out. Come back. Check it out. With Katie Lowe's. And Guillermo Diaz. <laughs> Unpacking the toolbox. Bye. Thank you guys for joining us on Unpacking the Toolbox. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share with your friends, rate, or leave us a review. Scandal is executive produced by Sandy Bailey, Alex Alche, Lauren Homan, Tyler Klang, and Gabrielle Collins. Our producer and editor is Vince DeJohnny, with music by Chad Fisher. Scandal is a production of ABC Signature, and you can follow along by rewatching Scandal on Hulu. Unpacking the Toolbox is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app or anywhere you subscribe to your favorite shows. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd.